who lead grind hard, but most importantly, they pray. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, ladies. Welcome back to the Women Who Leads by Faith podcast. This is your podcast host, Shaniqua Washington, and I am so excited about being in this space with tonight's topic of what's controlling you. Let me just go and first apologize. There were some technical issues that took place on last week. The devil tried to hold me down, but guess what? You can't stop the word that God has to go forth. So I am so grateful to be back in this space to share with the women of God what God has given unto me to give to you. So sit back, prepare your mind, open your hearts, be ready to receive and to walk in the fulfillment of everything that God has destined for your life. Just want to say I'm super excited about some testimonies, some wonderful things. And it goes into the segue of today's topic of what is controlling you, ladies, what's controlling you. And we got to get to that place where we understand that we will walk in the fulfillment of everything that God has destined for us to do and that God has destined for us to be. So I have some information to share with you with some upcoming events. And I just want to say shout out, shout out to the Medi Foundation. Red Dress Sunday on last Sunday was absolutely amazing. To get a snippet of the clip that um, from that service that we had, at St. Luke, please go to my Instagram page at Coach Shaniqua to catch the captured moments. But now, ladies, let's get ready to tune into today's podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies. Let me go ahead and segue back into that Red Dress Sunday. When I tell you that God is so good, I am still full from last weekend when I tell you that when I got home after releasing the message that God had given unto me to the give to the people, which was resuscitate me. (laughs) Sometimes we have to be resuscitated because as we get into today's topic of what's controlling you, we will flatline in some situations and we'll allow things to take us hostage and it will stop us from doing everything that God has mandated for our lives. But before I get too deep, before I go too far. Let me go ahead and give you a couple of announcements. So please, if you have pen and paper, write these things down. If not, no worries. Tune into the show notes that will be at the bottom of the show and you can go ahead and gather the information for the upcoming events. So first thing, this Friday, February the 28th, if you are in the Georgetown, South Carolina area, please connect with me at Lighthouse of Jesus Christ Church with Bishop Floyd A. Noling where we will be, um, there will be a hosting of the ministry for uh, Cry in the Wilderness, which is a drug and alcohol ministry. And the theme is birthing out of the cocoon. It is a three night revival. 
And I will be the MC on that Friday night as well as the the, the prayer intercessor for that particular evening. And, and when I tell you that I'm so excited about the ability that God has given us with this portal, this mantle, to be able to allow people to be break to be to break free from the bondages that is controlling them from everything that God has destined for their lives. So please come on out and support Odessa Jackson as God has commissioned her to hit the streets and to go in the highways and the byways and to minister to people who are strung out, who has lost hope, who's lost their voice, their vision, and they believe that they are just like the man at the pool of Bethesda. They are lame and don't have the ability to pick up their bed and walk. So we embrace the fact that God has commissioned her in her mind, her heart, her spirit, and we come to pray her through and to support her that everything that God sees fit for her to do, that it will manifest in Jesus name. And then on in March, we will be so glad to participate in March Madness here in Charleston, South Carolina, um, through my church, Life Center Cathedral, where we are bridging the gap and helping to uh, provide foster children with permanent homes. We know that God is stable. We sing the song. He's a good, good father. Yes, he is. He's an amazing father. And we thank our Abba, our father, God, that he is bridging the gap in the Charleston area, that we will be able to provide stability to children, that they would have a home that they can call their own. So please come out March the 14th. We will be having an amazing basketball tournament having fun and hooping it up for Jesus. So come on out and support, formulate your team. It's not too late to get your team names in. And again, you can contact me or you can contact Life Center Cathedral here located in Charleston, South Carolina for more information. And we are just, like I said, Red Dress Sunday. Ooh, 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 what can I say? My, 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 God, you are good. Your grace is sufficient (laughs) for everything we're doing. The word resuscitate me. You know, um, God, when I think about the times that I, I, I wanted to flatline, when I think about the times that I wanted to tap out, when I think about the times where I just felt like there was nowhere out, you resuscitated me. You resuscitated the vision that you have given unto me. You resuscitated my heart to be able to beat after you. You resuscitated my passion to have a burning desire on the inside of me to be able to flow to you. And I just want to say, God, I'm so grateful that you have given me the ability to embrace every single day that you have allowed me to breathe upon this earth. And Last Sunday was my, my, what can I say? You know, um, to have the mayor of this city who is sold out for Jesus, come on somebody. And to be able to connect with him and get a personal invitation to come and suck with him. Let me tell you that God, my first lady released a word into my life. And she said that Shaniqua do not fret, um, because you're going to be in places and doing things where you have no business being. And I believe her for that word. And this word was given to me early on, but I just kind of sat and meditated and prayed on it and just the, the way that this week is folded out and the increase that God has brought to me and the recoup that my bishop preached about today. Um, God is just a sustainer. He's a keeper and he's amazing. And that's not even what we're here for today. We're here to talk about what's controlling you, but I just can't, I, I just can't not 
take a moment to just give God praise and to share this testimony of his goodness and how he is a, a, a keeper of those that diligently seek after him, seek after his heart and not his hand and understand how to humble ourselves that we lay at his feet and understand that there is so much for us to capture in that very moment. But let's go ahead and get into what's controlling you. And as we get into tonight's podcast, I just really, really want to, you know, give God the glory because there was a release that took place over my life at the altar today. And it shifted the dimension of where God has taken me. And there was elevation that took place today in the spiritual realm and the supernatural realm for me. And it was one that I was not even looking for. And I remember all the things that controlled me. And it was my past of what I had to go through as a child. And it was the fear of being accepted. And it was the judgment of people who did not understand me and that um, rejected me because of what I carried. And it was the misunderstanding because I've always been a peculiar child. I've always been different. I've never fit in. I've never been a carbon copy out, you know, those things, they fade and they, and they bleed. And, you know, it was the hurt of people who hurt me in ministry and in my family and friends and, and those that I thought that I knew. And it was the moments that I did not know how to forgive and it controlled how I navigated through this thing called faith and how I, you know, trusted God. And, and I had to learn that God never told me to trust people. He told me to love people. And when I began to love him and, 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 and love them and trust him, it's when the dimensions of things begin to change. And, and, and I knew that there was an unrealized potential that was over my life, you know, God God reminded me in the book of Zechariah, he said, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And that is in Zechariah 4 and 10. And I'm going to say it again. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. There is a work that has to begin before you can get to the end, which is the victory, which is the rejoicing, which is the triumph. You know, there is a beginning and we have to understand what that beginning looks like for our lives. I remember in the past moments of me just remembering who I was. And I remember a time that there was so much disparity that sat in the presence of who I was and what I connected to that I was so afraid of being successful that I became a barrier to my own success, that my success became an enemy to my potential. And that I would look at men in their faces so hard to look through the eyes of what they thought about me, that it created a, a an, an elevated level of fear that caused me not to move in the understanding of God, but the misunderstanding of men. And I, I, I often jumped over the opportunity that God had given me every single day to do something great because I thought that it would never measure up. And I thought that it would never, ever be good enough. And I remember moments we talked about this is the season that God has given me to air out the dirty laundry that I questioned where my faith was and my faith walk was was tainted but I'm so glad that in the unrealized potential that when I began to shift my mind and my focus on what was before me which was to keep my eye 
on the Lord and to press towards the mark of the high calling and not to despise the small things that he had done in my life that I didn't know that it was going to lead into big things because I serve a big God. And that as I began to rejoice in where he had me, I learned how to bloom where I was planted, that I was able to see the potential of everything that God had for me, the unrealized potential. And God took me to a man called Elisha, who was not only unseen as, as an unseen potential, he was also an unrealized potential. You know how people just try to write you off and they try to question who you are and they're not a little bit sure about what it is that God has called for you to do. And because you don't carry the same weight as other people carry, so they place you into a care they place you into what what's the right word for me to use um a class they put you in a class you know not understanding what it is that god has bestowed over your life and i and as i read text and i remember as elisha plowed surely he had to think to himself as i read the text that i don't even know what i have but i know that what i'm doing is not my destiny. And that's often like how I felt and how you feel and how others across this nation feel that you're doing some things right now, but God, I know this is not all that you have for me. And I know this is not all for what it is that you have called me to do. And what we got to realize is for Elisha, that plowing was the day of his small beginnings. Come on, somebody. There are some days you're going to have to sweep a floor. You're going to have to clean a bathroom. You're going to have to serve at someone's feet that is holding your neck down. But just know that it is the beginning and it was how that plow positioned Elisha for the mantle. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could just burst right here, y'all. I'm trying to contain myself because I recall coming up in ministry that there was sometimes where I felt like the yoke was on my neck and that I couldn't breathe. And that I was saying, God, I know what you showed me. I know what you released to me in the spirit, in the secret places, in the closet where nobody else was with me. And this does not seem like it's it, but yet while I'm going to serve you, you know, do you feel like Elisha that you know that you have something? Maybe you don't know how to define exactly what it is, but you know that there is something more that God is supposed to do with you. That ache in the very core of your being constantly reminding you that where you are cannot define who you are for what you have been created to do. I'm a pause right there. I'm a pause right there. You know that what you're doing right now cannot shape your vision and expectation of what you will be doing for the rest of your life. We must understand that we have to be diligent in our present season. Somebody needs to hear that. Be faithful, be consistent. In your present season, even though it seems like it's controlling you, it's not allowing you to move into the place where God has called you to embrace. Understand that it's not forever. It's a process. It's a structure. It's a shaping. It's a tearing away. It's a rebuilding. It's a strengthening. It's an adorning. 
that God is doing within you, within your life to remove you from everything that will prevent you from being in the place of reality. And we have to pray consistently for the courage and the encouragement to act and to move beyond the current reality of what we see and what we feel and and what's before us. But we got to move in what we know. And what we know is that God will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And that he has called us into deeper things. And we know that the deep calls unto the deep. And the noise of your waterfalls, all of your waves and your billows have gone over me. God reminds us this, reminds us of this, excuse me, in Psalms 42 and 7. We have to recognize that before this incredible transference took place, that Elijah has been plowing in the fields. He was working in the dimension of the natural, praying through the pain of what he was feeling, working in this dimension of this natural place, unrealized by anybody, including himself. Potential always involves your supernatural. It always supersedes your supernatural, your, your natural capability. You know, we always quote that thing, you know, God place your super on my natural. It's the instinct of who you are to move closer to the heart of God. That you will become capable in understanding that you really can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. We got to understand while there are gifts, talents, and abilities that we own, that God has given us, that is clear for everyone to see and to know that as God called Elisha, Elijah to call out the deeper things in Elisha, he's calling out the deeper things in us. Power. The power of God will call out the supernatural. The power of God will commission us to greater things and greater accomplishments that man would say is impossible. And this is how God will get the glory. It is because it is by only his divine design. We can't be satisfied and settling for some type of natural upgrade and then calling it a supernatural upgrade. Supernatural cannot be a generic term that we assign to an extraordinary natural act that we are still capable of accomplishing through our own human effort. We can't do it. We have to understand that God divinely knits us together with wisdom, skills, abilities, creative expression, fortitude, grit, and perseverance to do incredible things. What's controlling you? What's causing you to reject the unlocking purpose that God has for us? Elisha did not walk by Elisha and place his mantle upon him and invite this plowman into a new dimension of natural work. What God is saying is Elijah did not summon Elisha into greater levels of plowing. 
That's not what he did. Elijah calls out the deeper things in Elisha. He told Elisha to move beyond the surface. He calls forth the things that he did not even recognize that he had. As to why Elisha cried out for a double portion of what Elijah had. We have to understand that our supernatural potential is exposed and manifested as our divine purpose. And we have to pray for God to show us and to unlock it for us. We have to ask God to be able to give us the ability to be okay with the place that he's taken us. We got to be open to what God is doing. We got to recognize that unrealized potential causes us to ache at time to experience the supernatural power that ultimately unveils our true potential to the world. We got to realize that we got to love the ache that's on the inside that reminds us of what's available. But it currently is not in operation yet. God will show us Shaniqua, this is available for you. It's for you. Even though it's not in operation yet, he will give us a glimpse of where he's taken us. He will give us a glimpse of what it is that he wants us to do. He will give us a glimpse of what he desires for us. Even though it's not yet in operation. Too many times we suppress this moaning and this groaning and this desire that we downplay the ache when there is a cry within us, God, I want more of you. God, I know that there's more that you have for my life. God, what is controlling me that I will not move past the fear that I'm going through, Lord, that I can't get past the judgment and looking at men in their faces, oh God, that I can't get past how I just want to be understood, Lord, that my confidence doesn't tell me that I can do it, Lord, that this rejection is killing me softly. The plowing was Elisha's present accessibility reality. However, just because he was faithfully plowing didn't mean he was not ill-prepared for his moment of power. He was prepared because he did not run off and pursue some counterfeit version of what the deep was for him. I tell you that there are realities available for you, for me, that we have not even walked in yet. Eyes have never seen, ears have never heard. All that the Lord will do for you will do for me. But I tell you, don't be dismayed. Don't be despaired. Don't be disappointed that you're not walking in it yet. 
celebrate the fact that God made it available for you and trust that God will purpose you, that he will bring you into the greater of what he has called you to, but you got to align yourself with the supernatural being of who he is and allow you to, to move into a greater dimension of your faith walk. That your purpose will be at his ordained time and through his methods. If I can tell you, and God has not released me to tell the world yet of what happened to me today, this was an ordained time and it was through the method of God because I was not looking for it. I was not seeking for it. I just knew, as I stated earlier, God, there is more. I, I feel as you called me to a deeper place, to a greater place that, yes, I'm plowing right here, God, but that I know what I see and that you are going to launch me into the next I release what I know, God, and, and I release it that pride won't get in the way of what it is that you're trying to show me. I, I held on to the word in Ecclesiastes 7 and 8, and it says, the end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. That my prayer was that patience will be strong while I wait for the perfecting and the power of God to connect me to my ultimate purpose. That every trip that he was taking me through was preparing me on how to pack and prepare. That it was preparing me for how to do exactly what was required and how to protect myself from the inferior alternatives and motives of other people and even sometimes of yourself. Yes, you can get in your own way sometimes. So I say to you that God is saying to us, we are all under an open heaven. I love the word that my, my first lady has released into the house and she says it over and over and over and over again, our lives for his glory, our lives for his glory, our lives for his glory. And when we operate with our life only to be for his glory, we are safe. When we operate with our lives to only to be for his glory, we can release the past situations and tell fear to, to move out of the way. When we understand that our lives is for his glory, we're not worried about judgment because we understand that he whom the son has set free is free indeed. We, we, we understand that there are times that we're going to be misunderstood and, and people are not going to get us and we are peculiar. And, and, and with that, we got to just work hard and we, we, we stay humble at everything it is that God has decreed for us to do because we are called to be different. God is daring us to be different in this very moment that his grace is sufficient for us. He said that grace and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. He said Shaniqua, he said to whomever you put your name in the line, you're next, get ready for what it is that I'm about to do. 
He said, do not go out there and, and, and just be out there with fun and games and, 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 and not understanding what it is that I have sustained in your life that you sabotage everything that I have placed before you. He is the God of purpose. And I know that plowing teaches us patience. It prepares us for the power that unleashes our potential. Just as patience protected Elisha. And it prepared him for Elijah. It will enforce the character and integrity of God which is necessary to sustain the power that satisfies the ache that's controlling you. Elisha had to be ready in order to receive Elisha's mantle. One of the key readiness factors is maintaining patience in the process of waiting while also celebrating the ache that prophesies to us Elijah is coming, that the power of God is at hand. Things that we often don't know, things that we often don't see, but things that we can feel that is living on the inside of us, pushing and tugging and getting ready to come forth. I personally don't believe that it's a mistake that God will have us plowing as he did Elisha. Because plowing teaches us to break up the hard places. Plowing teaches us that you cannot put good seed in a, in a ground that is not prepared. Come on, Jesus. Hey! Oftentimes, we're trying to throw seed at a place that it is not ready to take root. And, and that will control us because we think it's what we did and we don't know that it's what God did. We just had to be out there in a position, in a place where we understood what was required of us and be dedicated to the readiness. Plowing teaches us that there is seed time and harvest, that there is a time to sow and a time to reap. Plowing teaches us to discipline yourself and focus. Plowing teaches us how to follow in the name of Jesus. Plowing teaches us how to be aligned to what God desires for your life. Plowing gives us an attitude of gratitude. So when we think about what's controlling us, it's time for us to break up the ground, tear up the ground that we're not planting our past and we're not planting fear and we're not planting judgment and misunderstandings and lack of confidence and we're not plowing, uh, um, planting rejection and hurt and unforgiveness, but that we understand that God is saying that they will not leave you. They will not leave 
in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. And that's in Luke 19 and 44. That plowing will prepare you for Elisha, for Elijah as it did for Elisha. That whatever you're doing right now at this moment is preparing you for your next level. Everything that you have ever done for the glory of God, every job that you've ever worked, everything that you have ever been to, every deadbeat situation, every rough relationship that you thought was beneath you, all of the times that you were training for that promotion, that these things are about to break forth in your life. You are preparing for the Elijah coming and he's looking for a plowing Elisha. My question to you is, where will you be at that time as the scripture said, a visitation? Where will you be as we just talked about it just a second ago at that time of visitation? Scripture just told us that we have to be prepared, that we have to be ready. It tells us that they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. We talked about it a second ago in Luke 19 and 44. When considering your lot in life, pray that you will see everything in your past that God has used to prepare you for your future. Pray that when your day of visitation arrives, that you will be found faithful and strong in the work that God has called you to do. That you will let go of everything that is unlike God, that is controlling you, that you will be able to unlock your identity and discover exactly who it is, what it is that God has called for you to do. That you will understand how you will be the salt in this earth. That you will know that God has given you the opportunity to embrace everything and every day and every hour and every second of what he has created for you to do in your life. What's controlling you? Decide today how will you unlock your identity that you will walk in the fulfillment of everything that God has predestined for your life, that you will overcome obstacles and that you will prepare for those defining moments. You will unlock new realms of understanding and that it will bring you into a place of a powerful legacy and you will rest in who God has called for you to be. Thank you so much for joining me this week for the Women Who Leads by Faith podcast. And I pray that there is something that God has given for you to carry you throughout this week. That it will 
give you the confidence and the, the belief of what it is that God has spoken to you that only you know. That you will grab a hold of it and you will never let it go. That you will not allow circumstances and situations to control you and move you away from what God has ordained for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like this podcast, share this podcast. Sharing is caring. Um, Leave me a comment. Connect with me and follow me on my Instagram page at Coach Shaniqua. I love you. I love you. I love you. I thank God for what he is doing. Um, As he begins to allow me to release in this season of airing my dirty laundry. And as I stated before, it's not things that are horrible, but it is the, the, the things that I can testify to the goodness of God and all that he has done for me and, and, and in my stage of deliverance. And I'm just so glad that I've been able to be set free. So share this podcast, like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe at Coach Janiqua. Leave me a comment. God bless you. We'll speak to you next week. And I hope that you all have uh, something to take away from this message on today. God bless you. And I'm tuning out.